Show Me Your Mic. This is episode number 35, and for this episode, I get to talk with Mike Vardy, fellow Canadian, fellow podcaster, fellow user of websites that have awkward names to sometimes spell, register of domains, I guess, to sometimes spell. Uh, he's the co-host of Mike's on Mike's podcast over on the 5x5 network, and we chat about podcasting, of course, but also Canada increasing my Canadian content with every episode, productivity, workflows, ideas for podcasts, all that kind of stuff. So enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again after a while. Bye. What's the podcasting community in Saskatoon like? The podcasting community itself isn't is non-existent. Yeah, yeah. We just did an article here in Victoria about the podcasting community. It's not very big here either. Yeah, there's a few of us. Um, but the guy who interviewed me, he's like, "Do you know anyone else who does it?" I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. "A radio show host does it." And there's these other, and he told me about two other people who I had no idea that did it. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know they did it." Um, and of course I have people coming up to me now all the time since that article saying, Hey, I want to start a podcast. Can you help me? I'm like, no, <laughs> I can, I can, here's Dan Benjamin's hive logic post. Yeah. Go the, the classic. Uh, <laughs> here's, here's my Curly's podcasting project blog. Go, yeah. you know, <laughs> like that's kind of where I point them to. Cause you know, it's, uh, it, it, I just don't have time. I mean, I've, I've gone through so many mics at this point and I've passed them on to people who have said, Hey, do a podcast. That or have intended to do a podcast, and there's so many nice little blue mics out there that people are not using for, for those purposes. Yeah. <laughs> they just sit like idly by beside their computer all day. So, yeah, exactly. And then often that's actually how I this this will be the show. We'll just start. I've started recording, so we'll, oh, okay. I'll right, talk right. with Mike Vardy um, of Mike on Mics, amongst other things, which we'll discuss. But I know that's like buying the gear that I did, which was mm. way over overboard when I bought it. Like it's a big mixer and the Heil PR40 mic and stuff. I followed the Dan Benjamin guide to, to a point in and, uh, but it was kind of like, well, I know if I don't follow through on this and, you know, in a year I'm, it's sitting and gathering dust, I can probably sell it to some other guy who, or girl who thinks they're going to get big into podcasting and just pass on the, <laughs> or, or a musician, right? Exactly. Like, or, yeah. yeah. Or a DJ. Like I've yeah. seen people who have that. I'm like, Hey, that's a podcasting mic. Like, you know, yeah. it's, 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 like, Hey, someone's got the road podcaster. They're using something like that. So yeah, it's pretty, totally. it's pretty interesting to see what people can and, and are, are, are considering doing. And then, I mean, it's people, you know, they ask, oh, how easy is it to do? I'm like, well, it, it, if you put in the time and schedule it, like if you make it a, a commitment, it's not once you start doing it, you get to a groove, it becomes almost second nature. Uh, but it's the it's the building. It's like anything else. Right. It's the building of the habit. It's get, and it's getting better and better over time because I mean, I've been podcasting for, gosh, five, easily five years at this point because I did Discultured like for the longest time. And there I mean, there's a whole Canadian podcasting network of people out there. Uh, I mean, there's a conference that used to happen in Ottawa called uh, PAB, Podcasters Across Borders, that I went to. And there was like hundreds of people there. Um, it was a big thing. Julian Smith. I mean, you know who Julian is, right? You've heard of the name before? Yes. Why am I yeah. blanking on? Uh, he does. Um, he wrote with Chris Brogan, Trust Agents and okay. stuff. He also, yeah. he also is the founder of Breather and has his you know, In Over Your Head blog. Super awesome, smart guy. He's one of the first podcasters. Uh you know, I mean, there's so many that, that are out there. Um, 
and yet you're right. Like living in the small community I live in, there's like three three people that were in the in the article, and they couldn't really. I mean, there's probably a bunch of like hobbyists that are you know down in their basements working on it, and that's cool. But uh, it's 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 kind of neat to see it grow. Like the equipment's cheaper now. Uh, the I mean, I don't even have a mixer. Like you have the mixer and all that stuff, right? Like I don't have any of that stuff. I I've got my blue Spark Digital, right? That's what I use now. Uh, which I bought at Macworld, uh, and I've got my. Uh, I'm wearing these uh, Velodyne V Quiet noise canceling headphones because I finally decided to get some over ear headphones because oh, I was yeah. using, I was using earbuds forever, and then um, you know for recording it's you know Skype with call recorder and ever since it's just been me and Schechter doing the episodes. Uh, generally, it's been um, you know it's been kind of me just saying hey uh, I'll we'll just quick time it. You know, so and then GarageBand for editing, right? So I mean, you don't need a lot to do it. It's just a matter of taking the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that's right. I got I got in sort of tail end of the, the and there, not that there isn't people still out there doing like the big production thing, but it was kind of like just before that that set of tools that, that you just listed became more the commonplace thing. It was up until that point, it was kind of well, Leo Laporte and you know the big mm-hmm. huge studio, and then there's this upstart Dan Benjamin doing you know some interesting stuff but he still has a lot of the old school kind of gear and stuff and so it's kind of like that's what i need to attain for or strive for or whatever and but yeah these days and i like if you're doing a a multi-person show that's where some of the yeah the other technical and and live streaming like we are right now yeah it complicates things a bit but there is still even software ways around that these days too and so it's uh it's definitely yeah definitely getting easier and easier as most things are with with tech i was just going to say you mentioned folks interested in starting podcasting and stuff that's something I've just started doing, and I mentioned it uh, on the last episode, actually, is um, over on sskTn.com slash newsletter, there's a checkbox for somebody. If you're interested in, presumably you're listening to this because you're either interested in podcasting or you're interested in Mike, but uh, if... Probably the former. Probably. <laughs> 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 if there's a whole bunch of Mike on Mike's on Mike uh, puns or jokes or... There will be lots. Yeah, yeah it's that, either that or, or hop beer puns that we're going to talk about, I'm sure. It's yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I don't know if you saw the retweet, but uh, from the uh, not unprofessional uh, technical difficulties podcast, they had they had Merlin Mann on an episode. And um, I think you're familiar with those guys. They, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah you G- linked, G- Gabe and Eric, right? Yeah. And they have the uh, potato wire, whatever his <laughs> his <laughs> real name, anyways, the, the, yeah. the small child. <laughs> Yes. doing the, the show notes and uh he had linked to my show in from the merlin episode when i had merlin on and but they'd spelt it actually show me your mic like m-i-k-e and i just pinged him on twitter and said hey could you just change it to mike but then now he just reminded me that, <laughs> that actually was he was actually correct in this week anyways yeah. show me your mic so yeah i digress <laughs> <laughs> so you're the the current show, the main show, the I think the only show as far as I could find, anyways, that you're doing is is Mike on mics, mics yeah, on Mike, mics, mics, yeah, mics on mics, yeah, uh, uh, yeah with uh, me and Michael Schechter of Workflowing, and we've been doing. We're actually coming up to episode 100 in the next couple. Yeah, weeks. I saw. We I did, was doing research yeah. the other day, and it was 90 or yeah, 97. You just put out today, actually, as we record, 98. Yeah, I was sick last week, so we had to let we have to pull double duty this week. I got. I mean, it's one of those things where I've never actually had to call in sick for a podcast, but strep throat where you can't swallow. Uh, let alone talk is one of those times where we kind of said, okay, we're going to push it off. And so we did, we pushed it off. Uh, funny, funnily enough, this episode is the one that just came out 98. We don't talk about that, but 99 we will, because, you know, I mean, I want to talk about sick days and stuff like that. Cause 
as a freelancer. Well, I mean, and I don't even think I'm a freelancer anymore. I'm pretty much, I think I've gone into the entrepreneurial side of things where I'm now my own business kind of thing. Uh, calling in sick is generally not an option. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I know you have kids and I, mm-hmm. I do too. And I, I kind of live in fear, especially in winter. Uh, just, I mean, sick flus and whatever seem to go around more in winter here anyways. But, um, I just sort of live in fear of our kids getting sick because I know that that means in a week or so I'm probably going to get sick and I'm going to, like you, I own my own business. And so it means I'm still going to keep doing the thing I do. It's just going to be more painful or <laughs> or more yeah. more mucus. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's, I mean, the thing is, is as a lot of people, when the, when they, they ask me, how do you, how do you do this stuff from home? Right. Cause right now, like as we're recording this, I'm sitting in the, in the master bedroom cause I don't, I mean, that is my office. Uh, you know, my, my, my kids are just like they're just starting to get up and get ready for school and stuff. Um, you know, how do I do this on a day where, you know, uh, when, when I'm home with my kids, I'm like, well, that's why we record before, you know, while my wife is still home or I just don't do it when my kids are home. So you have to, like, find a way to make all these things work. And uh, once you start setting boundaries and stuff like that up, then then you're going to put yourself in a much better position to do it. And you can do that from like the office for like whatever work you do. You can do ba- boundary setting is 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 something you can do. It's just a lot of people aren't necessarily willing to do it. They'd rather just have the boundary set up for them. So that's, that's one of the things that I try to, to not just to talk about with people, but also try to do myself. <laughs> I have to walk the walk, right? Cause yeah. if I don't, then, then, then who am I? Right. Like I'm just a, I'm just a guy with a fancy mic and a, and a podcast with a guy from Brooklyn. So, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the podcast. I, I want to dive into what you actually do, your sure. day job stuff too, but let's stick to the, uh, start with anyways the the main reason we're here together um and then we can you can tell me about how i can be doing things better with (laughs) (laughs) but uh maybe do some marriage counseling for since i work at home as well no but um so anything anything for a fellow canadian yeah (laughs) exactly and we gotta we gotta stick together podcaster that's the it's actually funny because i had uh the last I, I missed a week last week, uh, you know, the committed the cardinal sin of podcasting. But um, and then the week before that was just myself because I had scheduling error. And then, but before that was Justin Jackson, a fellow Canadian and a fellow yep. PC boy as well. Yes. Now transplanted yeah, he, PC, and he's and he's going to be on the panel uh, with us. I've never met him. I've actually never like I think we've never exchanged anything other than you know I've followed his, him on Twitter and I get his newsletter. Uh, we're actually going to be on the same panel at New Media Expo with myself and Michael Schechter and. Uh, Chase Reeves and uh, and actually Chase lived in Canada for a while. So yeah. the only one that will have no Canadian component <laughs> other than he has to put up with Canadians is Schechter. And I am cannot wait because because <laughs> everyone uh, I've had people from Canada like actually email me and stuff that listen to our podcast and say, hey, you know, because one of the things we do on the podcast just to kind of get to where you want to go is that there's the the whole self-deprecating humor that Canadians are really good at. Like we're, we we there's a good reason we've sent so many humorists down to the States is because, you know, we've got a lot of them. Some yeah. are way funnier than others, and we all like to try our hand at it every once in a while. But the one thing we can do is we can be that whole inf- play that whole inferiority complex up to the states like nobody's business, right? Yeah. Well, I get a lot of emails from <laughs> I get a lot of people saying, you know, like why don't you just give it back to Schechter every once in a while? I'm like, well, you know, I mean, he knows. I mean, it's a nice fun interplay. But man, on that panel, 
two guys who are from Canada, one who is married, I think. She, I think he's married to a Canadian. And Leslie. Yeah, she's actually from Saskatchewan. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so three of, he's he's going to be severely outnumbered. So I'm going to get to do it right there live. So that's what I'm holding. I'm just saving all the little nuggets and writing them down on all the capture cards. <laughs> like, hey, all right, that's 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 a good one for January. That's a good one for January. So yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so how did just well well already rabbit trail before we even got into the topic but uh sure. new media expo what's the what's the draw for you in is it a podcasting draw or is it more just like in general kind of uh, i went i've been going to more conferences and i just like to meet people in person i mean i think the inter- like to what social networks and all that stuff are fantastic and, and you know i mean that's how actually how Schechter and i met we met over uh you know over twitter and that's how mike's on mike's got started is it was one of those things where he said hey you know i don't know how it happened now i'm the the but basically it was along the lines of we had this conversation and he said you know we should do a podcast together called you know and and i think even the word mike's on mike's even came up in there and i i said sure let's do it He's like, what? <laughs> like, and so, so we Skyped and episode and that Skype call became episode zero. And that was, you know, like I said, all, well, we're coming up to two years now, but I mean, going to these conferences, I mean, the draw, I mean, we're on a podcasting panel, which is great, but the, I mean, I've met so many cool people at conferences and I mean, whether it's the world domination summit in Portland, which is fairly close for me to get to, uh, you know, or, uh, I went to Max FunCon years ago, which is the one that's run by Jesse Thorne of the, well, it was before of Public Radio International when he was doing Maximum, you know, he's doing like the Sound of Young America and stuff. Now yeah. he's just Maximum Fun. And uh, so I got to see a lot of cool people down there. And of course, podcasters are there, but they're from a totally different, you know, different vein to a certain extent. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I, I just like the idea of meeting people in person. I get to go to South by Southwest for the first time this year, too. I've never been. Oh, nice. And and uh, I'm I'm actually on a panel there as well, so uh, that's going to be kind of cool. But I, I like meeting people in person, you know, hanging out and stuff like that. There's there's an energy there that you know you just can't replicate online. So that's one of the reasons why why I go. And and Vegas is not that far for for me. And it's actually, I mean, you know what it is for trying to fly out of Canada, right? Yeah. Like it's like you know, I mean, luckily I live close enough to Seattle where in some cases it's like okay, well. If I add the hotel overnight fee plus that, oh, you yeah. know what? It's, it's still cheaper for me to fly to Seattle. So I'm going to fly to Seattle. And then I have a few more options. Whereas, you know, out of even out of Vancouver, which is like one of the busier airports, it's expensive to fly out of Canada. So you yeah. have to I've taken the train to Portland more often. And I took the bull <laughs> last year. They have and uh, anyone who lives in the in the states on the eastern seaboard or even at west on the western sea, well, uh, Pacific Northwest will know of the Bolt bus where you can take the bus for like super cheap to like short short distance destinations last year i took the bolt bus to portland which is like and it was i think it was what was it like 28 bucks one way uh from it and it's like a six hour drive but i'm like hey i'll take that like and it was a nice comfortable bus and it's only like a six hour bus ride and i actually beat like half the guys that were taking the train because the train got stopped um (laughs) because of some like hot rail incident or something like that and i don't know if that's actually a train incident or some kind of drug incident that was going on but (laughs) um but yeah no we uh i mean so it's it's not cheap to travel outside of canada so i kind of pick my spots and decide which ones i want to go to and, and traveling for a distance especially being like as far west as you can pretty much go in north america uh makes it a bit of a challenge too yeah no i feel that pain and, and i mean you're in saskatoon right like you're yeah. smack dab in the like because you're pretty much smack dab in the middle of the province right yeah well and yeah and it's we're we're not big enough yet that we have the the we, we're flying to calgary first and then out or flying 
God. And no one and no one wants to go to Regina. Let's, yeah. be, <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Five people got that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the podcast. <laughs> yes, let's get back we'll get, to that. We'll get fifty minutes in, we'll start talking podcasting. So yeah. uh where you touched a bit on where it started, I guess where how you guys connected over Twitter. What uh what was sort of the impetus for the origin story, I guess, of Mike's on Mike's and then and and where well, has it gone? Well, I mean, I'd been doing podcasting, like I said, for several years. And I, I actually originally started podcasting on my own with uh, when I was doing the eventualism stuff. So I actually created the, uh, the eventualism podcast where, and I did interviews. So I interviewed like Seth Godin. And that's actually how I, um, what happened was I interviewed Jonathan Colton for the podcast as well. So I interviewed a few like David Allen. That's kind of where I cut my teeth a bit. Um, so that way when I did interviews with them on a future podcast or even for Mike's on Mike's, it was kind of like, all right, well, you know what, here we go. Uh, we're familiar with each other. Uh, I I was far more used to it. So when you hear me doing interviews on Mike's on Mike's and stuff, it, it, and I've done it for a few years now. So it's a bit, I've been able to adopt that bit more conversational style, but I also kind of have a sense of, Hey, this person's more used to the back and forth question answer stuff. So let's just dive back into that. But then, um, so I, I would, I was doing discultured and then I started to do my own podcast when I, when I was working for work awesome, which was a, a site that was run by Envato out of Australia and the, the Envato people for anyone who might not know that name off, off the top, the theme forest, they, they run that and the, uh, the, the touch sites. So I, uh, I did the podcast for them and I got, it was my first instance of getting paid to podcast. I'm like, Oh, I like this. <laughs> um, so let's, let's, uh, Let's keep doing that. And then when Envato sold uh, Work Awesome to um, Tina Sue of the Think Simple Now Network, they kept me on just to do the podcast. And eventually I just said, you know what? I think it's time for me to do my own. So I started Productivity, which was like, I'm like, hey, I can do a punny little thing with my name and it sounds like productivity. And, you know, uh, that was the beginning of me adopting names that were very difficult to spell or understand (laughs) (laughs) for my work. Um, So that's so I come by that honestly. And then, uh, so I was doing productivity, and that's when Schechter and I exchanged on Twitter. And I realized how tough it was. And you know, I mean, you've done interviews, and then you've done solo shows. Like, it's a totally different thing to do a show with somebody else versus doing a show on your own. Because doing a show on your own, I mean, you really, I mean, you have to really, you almost have to, you don't have to script it, but you have to kind of have a, uh, unless you're used to just going on the fly and going off the cuff, you have to make it really compelling for people to listen to. It's very difficult. That's why you see so many like conversational based podcasts, right? Because you you may not necessarily, if you're bored of the one person, at least you can see what the other person's going to say. And then the other person may draw something out of that other person that brings them back to life a bit. So, so I was, you know, I was doing 20 minute episodes of these podcasts and I realized, you know, if I keep doing productivity and I'm doing mics on mics, I'm going to be cannibalizing one for the other. I just don't have the listenership. So I quit doing productivity and uh, just went into Mike's on Mike's full bore. And yeah, we started with episode zero. And I mean, like any podcast, you listen to the first, you know, you listen to it now versus before and you could hear the differences, you know, the either the audio quality, the, even the mics at that time, um, both the hosts and the equipment yeah. <laughs> as, as well as, you know, just um, and then the style changed, right? Like we, we were doing the um, how... <laughs> Uh, Patrick Rohn used to do on his Enough podcast, How Bare Is Your Air? So we would do a segment called How Packed Is Your Mac, um, which is like, you know, how, how much crap can you put on your Mac? 
to get, you know, what's the stuff that you could probably get rid of. And then we kind of challenged people to get rid of it. It was kind of cool. But I mean, like any other segment that has a, a shelf, I mean, it's going to have a shelf life, right? So, uh, and then we, we didn't do interviews at first. Then we started bringing on guests fairly regularly or like sporadically, then fairly regularly. Then we evolved into like a, hey, every week we have to have a guest. And then I noticed that you were like sending out tweets saying scheduling is not fun. Um, yeah. It's it's not, especially if you've got one guy who lives out in New York and another guy who lives you know on the West Coast. You're basically like three hours difference. So for me, when Schechter can record, it's dinner time for us, or it's just after dinner time, or it's just before the kids are supposed to go to bed. So we have like a really tight window, um, which is why I can't wait till I have my own office at some point. Cause then I can just, you know, hide away in the office to do it. Um, but yeah, so, but that, that's kind of how it, it went is we, I mean, I have my own podcast and Schechter and I kind of grew out of it. And this is Schechter's first podcasting experience. Like he hadn't done anything before. So it's kind of cool to see how, um, we've grown. And I mean, he takes the lead a lot in a lot of cases. Um, and that's partly by, you know, by default and partly by design, because, you know, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that I've done this more, so he has to catch up. It's just like he he's he's doing stuff that he, you know, like he that he hadn't done before. And this is some of this is is not old. It's old hat to a point. Right. So so it's it's fun. And, and that's the thing is that like recently we just decided not to do guests as often um, and we're kind of getting back to the roots and that's what you want to do in a podcast like that too. Sometimes you have to kind of shake it up a bit and reinvent it to make it, you know, not just interesting for the listeners again, but also maybe a bit more interesting for yourself again. Right. Yeah. That's what I think often I, I, it feels like anyways, podcasters are too reluctant to, uh, to evaluate what they're doing and why. And, and even they, with, with some success, they may feel obligated to keep doing what they have been doing. And I know Justin Jackson actually, not to keep pimping his stuff, but when I interviewed him, that was, he was he, to the probably dismay or shock of many podcasters. He kind of stopped it when he had a whole bunch of sponsorship lined up because he just wasn't feeling it anymore. He wasn't enjoying it. He wasn't, you know, those kinds of things. And and to his credit, in being able to stop and recognize that kind of stuff, and I think that's that's a really valuable tool to have as you start podcasting and are. Um, yeah, getting getting your show out there, and but recognize because it it just makes it a healthier show overall. If you're you're not enjoying it, you can tell your guests maybe you're frustrated with what you're trying to do, but or not guests not having guests, and maybe you need to bring on some guests for some fresh looks at what you're doing. All, yeah, all certainly can help. Well, and and the thing is, is that you kind of uh, like, and this is what we actually like. We didn't just decide to do this either. We kind of said, hey, you know, we talked to Mike Hurley, our fearless leader. <laughs> Uh, and we said, you know, what, what can we do? Like, what can we do to, sh- you know, to, I, I mean, and we'd be lying if we don't pay attention to listeners, right? Like listenership. I mean, numbers are there. They're there for a reason. I mean, in all, one of the things, I mean, I'm not big on, I mean, and this dives a bit into what I do, but I'm not big on quantity of work. I'm more big on quality of work. Right. But quantitative data often affects qualitative results, right? Like, I mean, if you can look at it and say, Hey, you know, why do we only have X amount of people and, or how do we get X amount of people? then often it there's a qualitative reason behind it, right? Like, okay, well, maybe we need to do this more or maybe we're not reaching out to the right people. So, it, you know, I mean, sometimes you just have to kind of sit back and, and as a writer, it may, it's because uh, that's basically my main gig is, you know, you have to be willing to, as they say, kill your darlings, right? Kill your babies where it's like, all right, you know, this is all well and good. 
Um, but I need to make a change here. I have to be willing to at least look at making a change here because it's just going to make things better. Like, you know, that's why writers have editors, right? I mean, if I, if I didn't, uh, um, you know, if I didn't use an editor for my books, then I'd be foolish because an editor, a good editor will make good writing great or bad writing good or, you know, good writing better. So, I mean, I think you need to, you have to be, you have to be precious with, how you feel about your work more than the work itself necessarily, you know, maybe that's being a bit too glib, but I think that's honestly like if you're, if you're looking at what you're doing, whether it's podcasting, whatever you have to be like, how do I really feel about this? And then that'll help inform you more about like what you're really doing and why maybe what maybe you need to do to course correct versus like the, okay, you know what? We're used to doing this. Um, this is how we should just keep doing it because change is hard and no one likes change. I mean, and that's, I mean, it, we, like, like we were saying, you know, um, you may lose people on the way initially, but you know, maybe you'll get a different type of person back. That's yeah. kind of how it works. So. Yeah. And actually, and, and as of, uh, well, I, like I said, I listened to episode 97, not 98 cause it just came mm-hmm. up today, but, <laughs> but, uh, the, you guys were even talking in that episode about changes and, and just small, I think the word you used maybe was small incremental changes or, or something to that effect of, you know, that, um, even now, ninety nearing a hundred episodes. It's, I, I I like to use markers like that, like num- mm-hmm. nice round numbers or fifty, twenty five, whatever. Um, so this is episode thirty five of this show, so we won't be making any changes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, like using those kind of markers in life and in in a podcast career or, or show life or whatever, and and sort of taking the opportunity to evaluate and figure out how you can make things better. And um, yeah, some of the I, I'm blanking right now on some of the co- little changes you were making to the show, but. But um, which that, that's again something that I think a lot of folk kind of just get stuck in a rut and and don't really ever have the and to be fair we don't often have time to the time to sort of breathe a bit and um, and sort of have time moments of evaluation and thinking and processing you're just kind of doing always and um, yeah which is just the nature of side jobs and their side hobbies and stuff like that that we all have. So, yeah. And, and I think if you, I mean, that's one of the things again, back to kind of what I do is, is, is that because there, there's a certain systems and tools you put in place and structures you put in place that, that can help give you that awareness a little bit more that time where you can actually slow down and go, okay, you know, Hey, is this working for me? Like, that's what I, I mean. Honestly, that's why I was able to say to productivity. I mean, it was working. I was making money. I was having sponsors and stuff, but I'm like, you know what? I won't be able to do both of these things very well because I have other things. So I have to decide. And my decision is, do I just tell Schechter, no, no, I'm not going to do mics on mics. Or do I say, you know what? Sorry, productivity. I'm putting you on the shelf because it's just not something that I can do well at the same time as doing mics on mics very well. Because I mean, I'm the guy that edits the shows, right? Schechter does the show notes. And thanks to Brett Terpstra's fabulous script of being able to get like show notes, links and all that stuff done up really easily. Um, he can do them, I would say, fairly, fairly quickly. Uh, editing takes a bit longer, right? Because you have to, you know, there's level, you know, you, you have to level things out a bit and you have to make sure that if you, if someone doesn't hit the record button at the same time as you, then you have to match those out a bit. And then, of course, there's adding the sponsor spots in at the right times because there's an art to that too, right? Like if you have an ad, you want to break the conversation at just the right time. You just don't want to throw it in there in the middle of something that's a salient point, right? You got to say, oh, there's a natural break point. And that's something else that we've had to learn over time too. Like, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Schechter likes to talk. So he'll. <laughs> I, I, I'm like, you know, make sure that when they take a breath here, so that way, you know, like if, if there's some kind of edit point, 
take a breath and then take another breath and slow down so I have a spot to properly edit. Otherwise, and there's been times as much as, uh, you know, Mike Hurley hates to interrupt the natural flow where I've actually had to change, like actually had to insert words in from previous episodes to make it sound like like the like like if Schechter go you know he'll say something and then the the will roll into another word I've actually had to go back and take like a the from a past episode and snap it in there so that I get a clean break and <laughs> I've actually never told Schechter this because <laughs> it's like uh whatever it's just you know because but that's the kind of thing that you sometimes have to do so I mean it, it's it, it there's a there's work involved behind it but but it's so much fun to do because it's I get to talk to one of my my really good friends every week about stuff that matters to me and that's that's I think one of the big joys of doing what we do right like we are getting to talk right now both you know live I guess as well as like for a recording about stuff that we really enjoy and let's face it in the two places we live how 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 many people could we have this conversation with? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> Which we were talking about before the show of how there is like in Canada, anyways. It, it's sort of you know the Great White North for a good reason because we're spread out. We're all the the centers. We're not like you're over in BC. There, I don't know if you're saying where you are, but like I know in yep. Saskatoon, you're there. Um, this, like there's a couple hundred thousand people here, but it still isn't like a a big major center or even like a Austin, Texas, like a focus of technology. But it is, it is the place that if people are going to Saskatchewan, that's where they want to go. Yeah, exactly. They don't want to go to Regina. Yeah, they sure. don't want to go to Regina. Um, <laughs> but, but no, the thing is, and that's actually, it's quite funny. One of the things when I was working for the next web is that, and I really love the next web. Uh, they treated me really well. I was there. I'm still doing some writing for them. Um, they, uh, they wanted a Canadian editor and they have a Canadian editor and they, they're in Europe, right? And Europe's fairly compact. Like you can go, you can make it you yeah. know, through several countries. <laughs> <laughs> Canada... For those, I mean, most people know this now because it's been like we're pretty proud about it. We're like the second largest country on the planet. So we take up a lot of space. Yeah, physical and space, not phys- Physical space, yeah. not uh, not dense, not population yeah. <laughs> density. We're like way down the list there. Yeah. But in fact, I, what is it, like 80% of our population live within a certain amount of uh, miles or kilometers for those of us who are metric uh, <laughs> from from the border. So so um, they would say, hey, you can be the Canadian editor. I'm like, OK, well, do I have like I need a writer in Toronto and a writer in Calgary? No, no, no. You can cover all of Canada. I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. um, much like Europe has different countries that have different cultures. Each of these cities like uh, Calgary is very different from Vancouver. Yes, they're both in, you know, they're not very far from, they're about a two hour flight from one another. But if you've been to Calgary and you've been to Vancouver, you know that Calgary is kind of like, Alberta is kind of like our Texas, right? Yeah. Like, you know, and Calgary is like the Dallas, I would say, of like, like it's, it's you know, I mean, it, it's becoming less conservative, but it's been pretty, I mean, from my experience, and again, those who are from Calgary are going to probably go, no, there's That's some cool spots. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But it's generally been that like I found it that way. Whereas, you know, Victor- Vancouver is a bit more, um, you know, I would say San Franciscan slash Seattle. Mind you, Vancouver's got things that 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 I that I both love and don't love about it as well. Same with Victoria. We, there's all those places. But each of them have their own little cultures. The startup cultures there are very different. I'm like, you don't understand, like writing about a story, writing about Toronto uh the Toronto people are going to be very different than the people in, in, in Vancouver and Ottawa has got a great startup culture. And you yeah. know what? I wouldn't be at all surprised at some point if Saskatoon has it too, because Saskatoon just seems to be that kind of place where 
people would want to, like if there's going to be all the people in Saskatchewan that are interested in doing tech stuff, they're all going to live there. Right. Well, it is. And there is that developing here because it's, it's because of the, you know, it's the chicken and the egg thing, I guess, where there's, there isn't a lot of folks here. So the cost of living is quite a bit lower. It's, mm-hmm. you know, these days it's, you can do your business anywhere, or start a, start a business anywhere almost and still impact the same world. And so, um, yeah, we're certainly seeing that here. And so that's where it feels like there should be more of a, and there is folks interested in podcasting just as far as that topic goes, but, um, but definitely not the community that you'd see elsewhere. Like having a podcaster meet up here would be a, you could fit it in, you know, a booth at Tim Hortons or whatever. Yeah. There you go. Do it. Yeah. Rent a Tim Hortons out, you know? <laughs> well, just a booth. Not, not or just a, no, yeah. just, yeah, right. Just a booth. Sorry. Well, you could rent, you know, I mean, there's probably how many Tim Hortons in Saskatchewan? Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. you probably could have the whole one for like a day if yeah. you really needed it. Uh, being from originally from Hamilton, which is like the donut capital of Canada. Uh, yeah. And Tim Hortons is, I mean, CNN this week put a whole thing out about the 10 things that can- Canadians do best or that Canada does best. And it was the first time I've actually read an article uh, where they actually got a lot of it like bang on. Like I didn't realize that we're the only like we're one of the only places where you'll say given the gears. You know, I didn't oh. realize that we are. <laughs> Apparently we are. You know, we're like, hey, you know, I'm giving you the gears. Like what? What What are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. <laughs> and I mean, serviette, they say, oh, you say serviette instead of napkin. I'm like, OK, well, I say napkin more often than that. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but things like uh, I was in I was at Macworld. And we were at uh, the Tua party and uh, I was hanging out with Brett Terpstra and I said, frickin', right? And he's like, oh, there it is. I'm like, what, what's there? What's there? He's like, the Canadian accent showed up. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, frickin'. Like, I've ne- it's not something that I've heard or freaking or something like something I said in that yeah. vein kind of said, <laughs> oh, now I know you're Canadian because now all of a sudden all I hear is a boot and house and boot and all that stuff. <laughs> um but it, it's it's uh, and the other thing about Canada, which I wish people would say more, and I think you probably would get this. You've traveled quite a bit across Canada, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is that the further west you go, the slower people speak? So yeah. if you start out on the east coast, you you can have. I mean, it's it, the speed of of the the pace of life is slow, but the speed of talk is like whoa, what? Um, whereas, uh, and then you get to Ontario and it's still very fast, but that's because everybody's moving really quickly. (laughs) And by the time you get out West, like Victoria, it's again, like that kind of, you know, slowed mentality. And and it was very tough adjustment working, like living in Ontario and then moving to British Columbia, especially where I live now. It was like, uh, cause the, the culture is just very different, right? Like people out here are are very, um, you know, it's, 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 it's not slower. It's just. Their, their priorities are a little bit different in that. I, I don't think it's uh, – um, I found that Toronto especially is like very much a live-to-work kind of place. Whereas here, people – like they, they work to live. Like they do mm-hmm. their work and then they go. And I mean especially the, like you have people calling in sick here when there's like six inches of snow on the ground because yeah. they can't get out of their driveway. I'm like, what are you talking about? Get a shovel. Where's a shovel? Where can I buy – then they're right. There's no shovels to be bought here when it snows. There's just none. And, and so it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky place. But I mean we're definitely a tech hotbed. Like we were right in – I mean Vancouver is very hot but so is Seattle and so is Portland, right? So we're right in that like – really cool like almost like the trapezoid or parallelogram i guess is probably <laughs> yeah. better app uh, of like uh tech stuff so i mean it it's and it's a really cool place to be 
Um, but we've kind of gone on down another rabbit hole, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Anybody totally. who's uh, this is the if you're just tuning in, this is the uh, introduction to Canada <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm Chris. He's Mike, and uh, I'm getting it all out now because yeah. Schechter never lets me. He goes, I don't want to hear about Canada. I'm like, Seriously, there's so much to know. Like here, I'll write a book about it. Yeah, you had it had it all about, about it about it. Yeah. I wrote a book about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, let me see where we go. Uh, what I wanted to ask you, bring it back to podcasting for <laughs> for the last few minutes. <laughs> is, uh, so you've got both of you, the the two mics that are on the show are, uh, you know, in the realms of productivity, workflow, technology, doing stuff better. And so I'm curious as far as when it comes to podcasting, you kind of alluded to, you know, he does the show notes and you do the editing, but as far as actually preparing for a show and handling the various stuff that you have to do in you know, whether it's scheduling guests and, or just notes in preparation for an episode, what are you guys, what tools are you guys using? And then, and how do you balance that workflow to actually make each episode? Cause you have, a, you're, you're recording weekly or, mm-hmm. or releasing yep. a show weekly anyways, whether you, you know, we, double we, up record, or whatever. we, uh, we record every week. Um, we, we, uh, we really wish that we, uh, we used to keep episodes in the can, but we used to keep too many of them in the can. And then we got depleted because, uh, during the travel schedule I had in November and stuff, we kind of just used episodes that were there. We're going to try to, I, I think it's always a good idea if you're doing a podcast to have at least one episode in the can for those instances where there is a sick sickness that happens or you just can't get together. Um, so we're going to do two, actually this Thursday, we're going to record two episodes and we're coming up to the holidays too, right? Mm-hmm. So we're actually going to record two episodes Thursday and then two on Monday. And then we're done all the way until we see each other in Vegas. And then we'll probably record two like while we're in the same room uh, at New Media Expo. So so that way we'll have at least one or two in the can. But we generally what we'll do is in terms of like um, especially when we have guests is we have an Evernote shared notebook. So that's where we put all this stuff is we'll say, hey, we have a list of possible asks. We have a list of topics and and what we're trying to do is going forward is is with topics is what we'll do is if we have a bit of a run on a topic or it's something that people have had us talk about recently is that maybe we'll think of a guest to put on and then we'll do that ask. And that's what I do. I'm the guy that generally asks the guests to come on because I've had experience doing it for all these other podcasts. I actually have uh, uh, text expander snippets that are already pre-programmed for that kind of stuff from, you know, uh, you know, podcasts of your uh, and then um but yeah, we generally use Evernote. And then in order to just communicate back and forth, like Schechter would just shoot me an iMessage saying, hey, what do you want to talk about this week? I'm like, oh, well, like this episode was about you know tools because we haven't talked about the tools we use in a long time. So 98 is mainly about the tools that we're using. And, uh, um, you know, and uh, spoiler alert, it hasn't changed much. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then um, you know, we... Uh, we uh, will then we'll then like do another, uh, you know, kind of list of topics that are in Evernote that we might want to cover. So that's kind of where we do most of that work because he puts a lot of his meeting notes and his information goes into Evernote. And same here. We treat Evernote kind of the same way. So that's the best use I can find for. It. Plus, um, you know, uh, the reason I like using Evernote that for that stuff as well is that if we're in a place and we see something that like say we see an image or something or 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 whatnot, we can capture that, and then I can put it into that you know notebook later on. Or, or if I want to take a picture of like some kind of workflow I've got going on, I can put it in there. So Evernote's pretty. Um, it's not just ubiquitous, but it's also got a lot of flexibility. So that's kind of why we we used to use um, uh, NV Alt for for that kind of stuff and for show notes when I used to have to post the episodes or when both of us could. But Schecter's the one that posts the show. 
because he's got access to the CMS. So he's the one that goes in and posts it. So basically um, what we'll do is once I'm done editing the episode, it's all put it into a Dropbox folder that we share with, uh, with Mike Hurley as well. And then Schechter goes in because Hurley used to be the one that would post them. And then Schechter goes in and posts them. So, so I just drop it in there and I will put in – and then him and I have our own shared Dropbox folder where we put the audio files. So Schechter will drop his audio into our shared Dropbox folder. And then we have like – so it's called Mics on Mics. And then we have a shared Dropbox folder called Mics on Mics 5x5. And that's the one where we'll put the episodes once they're completely ready to go. And that's where his show notes will go. So um, it, it's a pretty – it's a pretty basic workflow, but it kind of, it works for us. I mean, you don't want to complicate that too much because, again, for him especially, it's a side project, right? Like it's a side job. For me, it's part of my larger, you know, I guess larger work that I do. But but uh, for for uh, for him, um, you know, it's it's a, it's a side project. So if we added too many layers to it, again, that's why I was doing scheduling. That's why if we had kept doing interviews with guests, we may have had some episodes where it was just me and the guest, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he can't, uh, he can't just up and take breaks and record when he wants, whereas I can. So, um, you know, within reason. So that's kind of how we, we work it. And, I mean, simpler is always better because you can always scale simplicity, right? Like you can always say, okay, well, we need to add more to this. So how do we – oh, I know. Let's create a – Another, let's create a notebook stack and then we'll create within that several notebooks and one's going to be like, I, so, I mean, the tools that we use scale very well, um, you know, Dropbox, Evernote, they scale really well. So we just keep using that. And I mean, I, I have no interest in upgrading GarageBand to like Logic or anything right now, you know, just like I have no interest in adding a, cause I mean, uh, I could add a, a mixer or, you know, to the, to the mix, no pun intended, but, but, but I don't see, I mean, it's not the main thrust of what I do. And also I don't have the space to leave it set up all the time. And that's what you want to do with something like that is you want to say, okay, I mean, having worked in theater and having done, you know, uh, you know, recording work, I've worked in campus radio actually years ago, um, is that you want to leave settings the way they are. So that way, when you just, you just want to plug and go. Whereas with, with the mic I use, the blue spark digital is I can just plug it in the only thing I have to do is turn up the gain because it defaults back to a lower gain setting. And then that's it. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I live in fear, actually, that my kids are going to yeah. have the office here with the mixer and let, I'm going to come here and see all the sliders and knobs and stuff just completely. I mean, Have you, have you marked them? Have you done like the whole like, uh, like gel pen or, or marking of where they need to be? I've, done the, I've taken photos of it, which uh, works well enough. And that's true. That's good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Actually. Because uh, I think I also think if I had marker on it, then they'd go grab a marker and start adding <laughs> marks to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I was even thinking like if you add marker to it, then good luck reselling it. But so yeah. photos make more photos make more sense. But yeah, kids kids see one mark on something like oh, that's fair game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon you've got marks everywhere, and they all are meaningless. So and I I mean I'm really. I don't know what I'm doing with a mixer. And so it's all kind of just, it's set up and, and, uh, I've left it and probably would be a good time to evaluate and go back and make sure I'm actually sounding good. But, um, but yeah, we're at that time of year. Well, at least for everybody else, not for me. I start in February, but that's a whole other story. Right. That's right. <laughs> and that's where I, I don't want to go too deep on, on uh, no, Evernote no, too, I, actually is one no. thing. Cause that's, that's one of those things. And there's, you know, I know you've got like, there's links to Brett Kelly's book and all that kind of stuff. And, but, um, that it's, it's a, 
a tool that I, I, the people who I can respect as far as being productive and on top of things, or at least putting a good appearance of being productive and on top of things. And they use that. And I just can never, there's something about it that doesn't click for me. That's fine. It's not, doesn't have to be for everybody, but, um, I really want to like it. That's the thing. But, um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, so the, the show notes and stuff, that's, uh, the other Mike, Michael Schechter, who handles yep. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then as far as uh, calendar and stuff, we do. You, you guys just use a shared Google Calendar, and no, we we, do we don't we don't really use a shared Google Calendar because I mean, again, we record once a week. Uh, right. He 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 doesn't deal with uh, like I've used in order to schedule with people. I'll use like a Doodle Calendar or something like that. But generally, in the past, what I've done is I've just. Uh, we know when he can record, so I have to do a bit of an email dance with people, which is not how I like to schedule things. Yeah, um, I, I prefer to use Doodle to, to do that because I mean I'm at a point now where uh, y- you know y- email you don't need to use email to do scheduling if you if you have the tools in place or the services in place to do it. Whether you're using like Doodle or Schedule Once is another one I've heard great things about. Um, but Schechter doesn't uh, like I'll send him calendar invites and he just ignores them. So it's like <laughs> all right, well whatever. So so. What we'll do is at the end of every recording session is we'll sit down and we actually do the ads at the end of the sessions too. So we'll sit down and we'll figure out what ads we have to do. And then there's some things we have to do on the five by five side to show that we've done the ads and all that stuff. Um, but he'll, uh, we'll, I'll say, okay, so next week, same time. And we generally have a standing recording time of every Tuesday at 6.30 Pacific, um, which again is like the whole idea we were talking about earlier where it's just after dinner for me and just and my kid my first my my son Colton goes to bed at 7:30 so we try to do only an hour and uh you know uh so last night we did the recording for this week and uh for this week's well one of this week's episodes and uh what happened was is that we ran we we wrapped at 7:30 and so it was great because my son could go to bed on time or just a little bit past his normal time. Um, but for Schechter, because for him, when I start at 630, it's 930 for him. Um, that's after his kids go to bed and he spends some time with his wife. So it's it's a it's a bit of a tricky spot there. Yeah. But so we try to stay with that schedule. I mean, we could go a half hour earlier on my side of the equation, but then we he would be losing out on time with his wife. Um, which he doesn't want to do. Uh, and that's understandable. Yeah. Uh, if we go any later, if we start at seven, my time, then my kid goes to bed too late, which throws off everything for the next day. Yeah. So, so it's a very, you know, it's very tricky. And, and on Thursday is going to be interesting because Thursday we're recording two episodes. So we're not going to be done till eight 30, but my son goes to daycare the next day. So we can actually have him stay up a little bit later because of the fact that when he goes to daycare, he gets a nap in anyways because they actually make them take a nap as much as my three-year-old doesn't need a nap anymore. They, <laughs> they kind of have quiet time because there's yeah. some younger kids there. So so that that will work out okay. But yeah, there's – I mean again, it's for us, we don't really use a shared calendar. It's more like, okay, well, we're going to record every week at this time. And if you need to make a change, he'll tell me on iMessage and then I'll say, okay, and then we'll just hash it out. Right then and there, and normally he says, "Well, I have to check with my wife," and I'm like, "Yeah, well, I have to check with my wife too." So then, <laughs> then it'd be, and then we just come back to it later. So we generally just do quick back and forths over iMessage, um, which he's he's pretty good about getting back to. I mean, again, the three hour time difference works very well in my favor because he's normally trying to reach me when I'm my day is just starting because it's his lunchtime and my day is just getting underway. So he's already got a good sense of what's going to be happening, and I just have no. 
I haven't planned anything yet. So it kind of works out where it's like, all right, yeah, I haven't done it. I haven't done any of that yet. So sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you mentioned recording uh, sponsor spots uh, post Mm -hmm. uh, episode or post recording of the actual episode and um which i actually when i was listening to the i think what, what did i say 97 the, the mm -hmm. most, second most recent episode i was curious because it sounded like it was live or like a live thing but then it, there's a just a little audio tick that you know and i'm yeah there was yeah, yeah there was an audio tick in that and episode. uh and so i was curious what you guys were doing and, and i haven't obviously well not obviously but i haven't listened to every single episode so i don't know all the what what you've been doing all the time but uh as opposed to some folks will just record it live in the in the show um and uh but you guys do it after the fact but then still do it as a like both of you it's not just like one of you is doing the read yeah we general. both yeah and we generally try not to do blanket reads yeah. um you know i mean squarespace at this point who uh sponsored our podcast and actually five by five for like we you know i use squarespace so that makes it really easy um and i think you use squarespace too don't you do you not, use squarespace not for the site no i have no. uh i have on do you use wordpress you're using wordpress yeah on? yeah but, I mean, uh, so we've, I mean, and that's the other great thing is like, we've had others like, um, uh, HostGator that have sponsored us and, and Schecter uses HostGator and I've used, you know, all that stuff as well. So, um, no, I just think that, uh, if we do the spots at the time, then it breaks up the conversation too much. And I like to do it later. So that way, and I can find natural breaks in the conversation because there'll be points and you'll hear them very often where I'll go, well, let's shift gears for a second. Like, and that's where I'm like, okay, good. And if there was enough of a break there, um, which again, <laughs> if sometimes check, yeah. if he breathes, I can, <laughs> I can get it in there. And I hope, I hope I'm going to say, check you're listening to this episode. Cause basically I'm bashing you the whole time. Um, you know, I'm giving you like podcasting advice that I can't give you in person because I'm afraid of you because uh, you're from Brooklyn, right? You're a New Yorker and Canadians all think New Yorkers are like, we're going to get mugged when we go there. Cause that's what we watched on TV when we were kids. Um, <laughs> so you know, like, when you meet in Vegas, is that going to be the first time you actually have met or have you met? Oh them? no, we, we actually met the first time in May of last oh, okay. year. Cause I went to book expo America and we, we met, we hung up for an hour or two and then I had to leave. And then we saw each other again at world domination summit. And then I saw him again. At, oh, and then, no, sorry. Then I saw him again in January cause he came to the OmniFocus thing. They asked him to be part of that. So he came and stayed uh, in our hotel room then. And then I saw him at, uh, yeah. So I've seen him about four times oh, okay. now. Yeah. Yeah. So we've met, but yeah, that, I mean, we hadn't met, it, it, we had been, we were about what how many episodes in i can't even think it was may last year so we're 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 well with you know well within a year uh, or getting in that year mark when we met for the first time um in person which well, was bizarre it's interesting cuz there's so many podcasters that you popular or otherwise that you listen to often don't like I, I have a show the intellectual radio program that i do with a couple other guys adam clark and tim smith and we've never met yep in i mean it, it, yeah and it, it's I, I often it's not wonder, unusual. Yeah, I often wonder, like, and that's how that's not that's fairly normal. And but uh, yeah, I often wonder about actually meeting and how that might change the dynamic of a show. I mean, it's not like it's that weird of a show. We're not discussing anything that personal, it's, but it, I think actually it turns things a bit. I mean, we've done a bit more personal stuff because we've actually had the chance to chat. Like, I've stayed at his home. I mean, I've oh, said, yeah. hey, anytime you come to Victoria, I said you've you've got a place to stay. Once we take over the basement suite, then we've got a whole suite downstairs. So, you know, his whole family could come and stay. So, I mean, what it did was actually strengthen things a bit because, I mean, you've already been talking for so long that you feel like, you, I mean, you know the person anyway, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff there. So now you can share a beer with them or you can have, you know, you know, hang out with them and, and you know, really get to, I mean, 
we would have known pretty quickly if we couldn't stand each other, I think. It would have been one of those things where like, okay, you know what? We, <laughs> we just never can meet again because we're really good online, but uh, you know, offline we're not so good. So, yeah. But no, we've never really had uh, – and the dynamics carried over quite well. But, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's been a, a lot of fun to do it. And uh, I can't – I mean, I can't see us stopping unless – um, unless something really drastic happens, like, I mean, even if we aren't on, like if we ever, if we ever leave the network or if the network ever says, Hey, you know, um, we're tired of having a Canadian on the network or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have well, enough, of our, we have, our, we have our Commonwealth quotient, uh, yeah, totally fixed with, 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 with Dalrymple. <laughs> and then of course the, uh, Matt and Mike, so we don't need another Canadian. Um, uh, so I mean, uh, that, then we'll probably keep doing it somewhere else. We'll do something different, right? Because, um, I mean, there's just something about the medium that really appeals to, to me. And, I mean, having worked in campus radio for and college radio back when I was living in Hamilton, um, I missed it. You know, and this, I mean, I have a, a the, what's the saying? I have a face for radio. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've got, so, I mean, <laughs> I like doing this stuff because, I mean, and literally you can, I mean, this morning, uh, rolled out of bed, splashed water on my face, got dressed, Grab my cup of coffee, pull the mic up to the computer, throw my headphones, ready to go. Yeah, right. And that, I mean, it's that simple. And uh, it, it's and once you do it a, a more and more, you get really comfortable where you can have and you can go down rabbit holes for hours and hours <laughs> that you never intended on going down and you know, hijack the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you can do that stuff. This is good. This is helping my own Canadian content, so I, I don't get kicked out. Yeah, of the there country. you go. Yeah, exactly. Because what was it, maple or something like that? We have to prescribe to. What's the? I remember when I worked in campus radio, you had like seventy percent Canadian content, and yeah. we could only play like one hit for every hundred songs. So, and the one hit we would play was like. I remember working in campus radio. We played. I played. What was it? My first year, I played Backman Turner's Overdrive. Um, Oh, what did I play? Uh, hey, you. Yeah. And and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's Canadian content. Like, this is not a classic rock station. This is an alternative rock station. You cannot play Backman Turner Overdrive. I'm like, oh, come on. They're cool. And I wasn't allowed on the radio for a while after that. So <laughs> Nice. And people maybe outside of Canada who maybe think we're joking, but actually there is a Canadian content, or has been. Yep. It's been lessened over yes. the years. But TV, media, like music, radio, all that kind of stuff had to have a certain amount of Canadian content that was played just because we're so we're so geographically close and culturally close to the US that it tended to just overwhelm everything, I guess. And the fear was that whatever that we wouldn't I, I really wish that our CBC was more like BBC now anyways. I think that that there's something about it. You know, I mean I know that Americans and a lot of Americans I've talked to have said, Oh, you have the CBC like it's like some kind of, you know, bastion of greatness and we pay for it so it should be hopefully it would be right it's a text <laughs> but i mean because i mean especially people who are using np listening to npr i'm like because that's what cbc is kind of it's like a, it's our, yeah. our, our npr but i really wish our television stuff was like the bbc in, in the uk where we had like our own original series and that that's what you kind of you know they had to be i mean and cbc's kind of done they've gone down a bit of a different path there's a lot more news stuff i guess and game shows and I really wish there was more like original program. We're seeing more of it, I think. I think we're, but we're seeing that stuff show up on like Netflix now, where it's like a Netflix original series that's done by Canadians or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there are, we have to, we have to, we don't want to, I mean, what are we, a cultural mosaic, right? I guess that's what they called us for years and years because you can each, I mean, Quebec's its own nation for crying out loud. So, I mean, uh, not that I'm against that. I love that idea. But uh, I, I, you're going to get so much I'm, email. I, I, <laughs> 
but but I think that yeah, there's there's some things that we do very differently up here that that still uh, you know poutine poutine McDonald's has poutine now. Did you see that? Yeah, I know everybody's got. McDon- but, but McDonald's had held out for so long. They have yeah. poutine. And I remember I was at, we were in World Domination Summit and uh, Mike Rohde and Schechter and I were out. Mike Rohde is the author of the Sketchnote Handbook. And he's been on several podcasts on, on the on the 5x5 network as well as others. And uh, he uh, he had never had poutine before. And so we're in this <laughs> Portland place and I'm like, oh, you got to have poutine. And Schechter's like, what's the thing with poutine? And he did. And they loved it. They love it. And I'm like, he's from Wisconsin, right? So I'm like, well, you like that's like the cheese place. Like, yeah. how could you not have like <laughs> poutine? Like it's it's just a natural fit. There's and a marketing so, opportunity there. Absolutely. So he so so yeah, again, but you know, and I don't have and the one thing that Schechter and I like to do during our podcast, which is very Canadian and American, is to have the the what are you drinking segment. So that's like we've tried to keep that. Don't ever look for that to disappear because it's our thing. Um, and, uh, we loved it cause it's actually, I mean, and, and speaking of, um, you know, we talked about, uh, technical difficulties off the top and, and Mac drifter has, has his beer cellar thing going. Right. And that's why I started mine cause I saw what he was doing. I'm like, Oh, that looks like a good idea. And I know you said that you don't really use Evernote, right? Like you, you've, you've kind of like, how do I, how do I fit this in? I use it for my beer cellar too. So I use it for a lot of cool things. And it's actually one of the ways that I've got my wife to use some kind of technology is, um, one of the things I did was we have an urban garden here, like in our yard. And I was, uh, I had her take pictures of the the plants and identify them in Evernote because I accidentally pulled like mint one year thinking it was a weed and pulled a couple other things thinking it was. So I said, we well, just use Evernote, take a picture of it. That way I'll know what it is so I can look at the Evernote thing. And maybe I pulled, maybe I knew it wasn't a weed and I just pulled it anyway, just to see if I could get her to use Evernote. But you know, <laughs> Work it flow. worked. It was a workflow. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> I know you have a, a time, excuse me, time time crunch here or uh, commitment to get going here and, and give your kids breakfast or school or whatever. Um, any last minute tips as far as just from speaking from your day job side of things, the mm. uh, productivityist productivityist dot com. See, see, I told you, man. I, I got stuff to bring up. Productivityist. Productivityist. Yeah. There we go. Uh, that side of things, which you can find at productivityist.com. And I'll, links will be in the show notes, of course, sskTN.com. And show me your mic and look for Mike's smiling face. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, from that side of things that you advice maybe for podcasters, and we've talked a lot about some of the workflow stuff that you guys do, but just in general, whether it's your show or not. Um, stuff that you've come across or ideas you've had maybe that folks podcasting folks could could pick up on and would maybe help with that Is that I, put, I putting think, you on the spot here no 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 i think that i think that yeah like again it's like you said workflow not too long ago but like i mean the evernote joke but it's true like i mean i think having i think looking at like kind of mapping it out a bit is is never a bad idea when you're starting to saying okay well who do i want to reach because it's like what's happened is is um you know like blogging, for example, and I mean, Merlin did a great talk with Gruber uh, back in at South by Southwest where he said, you know, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but, you know, like, don't do a blog about Star Wars. Do a blog about the jaw, that one Jawa that did that one thing in Star Wars. Like, if you can do a podcast, um, you know, make sure it's something you're really passionate about. Map it out, like, say, okay, what do I need? You don't need to have the best equipment. You need to have good equipment because you want to be able to not worry about your equipment, you know, over time, you don't want to have to say, okay, well, now I have to, I have this headset mic I've been using. I know that's not going to work, so I'm going to have to get another mic and then another mic. Just get like a Blue Yeti is a great mic to start with, right? Because it's just, it's it's reliable. It's got a, a good enough uh, base. 
Um, the reason I've got this Spark Digital is because it works on my iPad and iPhone as well. So now I've got one that I can travel with, which is great. Um, but uh, yeah, just you know, pick, find something that you're really passionate about, stick with it, um, and then just you know, just get. It's like anything else; just do it and get better at it. And you, people will start to listen. Um, you know, if you if you're if you're passionate about it and you're putting it out there and you're proud of it, then you're going to promote it and you're going to promote it in a way that doesn't come off as smarmy or slimy or anything like that. You're just going to say, Hey, look, I have some thoughts on, you know, the, uh, the, the, the 1983 show V, uh, cause the other remake I didn't like. So I'm going to talk about, I'm going to yeah. do a podcast about that and it's going to be all like character study. And, and I know the, the late, one of the, the newer fads, um, which I don't think is a fad after all. I think it's going to be something that's worth exploring is like the the miniseries podcast type stuff Yeah, where, where you'll only do like 10 episodes. And and that's the other thing is don't be afraid to like do experiment with that. Say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a nine part series on, you know, the Ham Tyler, like the Michael or I'm going to do a podcast about Michael Ironside. And it's going to be like a 12 part epi- series about like the different things he's done. And then that's it. Or say, you know what, I'm going to do uh, um, a, a podcast about V and I'm going to have se- uh, I'm going to do it by season. So I'm going to say, hey, you know, there's 10 episodes in season one. Then I'm going to take a four week break and then come back and do season two. Like, don't you give yourself permission to do that, but then stick with it. Like, I know you said, uh, Chris, that, you know, taking a week off is the cardinal sin of, blo- uh, of podcasting and blogging is the same way. Right. Like if you if you have a schedule and then you stop doing it or you d- deviate from it too much. People go, what's going on? But if you say from the beginning, hey, guess what? We're going to do seasons, and then during the summer, I'm going to take a break. People will will respect that, and they'll understand that. So, I mean, don't be afraid to to say, hey, what's my time look like? Oh, you know what? I During the summer, I'm not going to do any podcasting. Uh, and during the holidays, I'm not going to do any podcasting either. Okay, so we're going to break it down into, you know, like a TV series would. Like, right now, there's nothing more frustrating than waiting for the next season of Arrow to start. For me, because I'm like, wait a minute, January 15th is so far from now. But, you know, I, I mean, there's so much going on over the holiday season. I may not watch anyway. And that's the thing is that everything is all on demand now anyway. So, I mean, pe- people have I mean, I don't people can listen to episode one of Mike's on Mike's episode 38, episode 96, whatever they want. And that's what they can do with yours because they live on. Right. So j- keep that in mind. Don't just say, OK, well, it's a podcast. I have to do it every week or I have to do it five times a week or whatever you want to do. I mean, just just make sure you're passionate about it and make sure that you just uh, if you have a, a structure like anything else or a system that's going to help you, you know, foster that discipline and foster that consistency, then you're going to get better at it. And when you get better at it, then people are going to see that and they're going to want to listen. Bingo. And that's, I think the biggest thing is that well, not the biggest thing, but one of the most important things under underheard things is that idea that just because it's been done this way doesn't mean you can't flip it a bit and and. uh just because Dan Benjamin does this or Leo Laporte or whoever your mm-hmm. peers that you look up to, like aspire to, you know, do the quality of the thing that they're doing, but don't, you don't have to aspire to do it exactly the same way. So, um, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, what's the, the, I've been seeing this quote, the Dr. Seuss quote flying around lately, the whole, like, you know, uh, you have feet on your shoes or whatever, you get to decide where you want to go. Like, it's very simple, but it's true. Like, I mean, you're the only one that's going to, I mean, you're not Dan Benjamin. You're not Leo Laporte. You're not Mike Montero. You're not any of those guys. You're, 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 you're you. So do it your, I mean, learn, like take what they've done and say, oh, because equipment is equipment, right? It's, I mean, um, you know, 
how you use a hammer is going to be different than how somebody else uses a hammer. Somebody's going to use it better than you initially, but eventually you're going to say, Hey, what if I used it this way? What if I, you know, turned it on its side, did it this way instead? Like, I mean, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no right way to do your podcast, but there are, uh, there is a right structure that you can set up to help make your podcast better. And that revolves around like equipment, timing, all that stuff. So yeah, don't be afraid to turn convention on its head because that's what it's there for. Yeah. And, uh, in closing, I'll, I'll ask you about some uh, podcasts that you listen to and what app or device you listen to them on. But uh, that's going back to the linking to the technical difficulties, guys. I think just the show notes that they're doing that we alluded to earlier, that's just one way that like they have sort of this editorial voice through their show notes that makes it worth, I think, podcasters often struggle with, well, nobody's going to come visit my page or going to subscribe on iTunes, let's say. So these guys did to, sort of flipped it a bit and said, like show notes are acknowledged as being quite important for a lot of podcasts, but they sort of took it to another level with this sort of editorial voice, like I said, through through the show notes with extra little added commentary and a little more deeper research on what happened to be getting talked about in the podcast and kind of made the, the podcast blog page or episode page a destination worth visiting, even if you've listen to the show and uh, just as one example anyways. Of- yeah. And, and then of course, what's uh, Patrick Ronan and C, uh, CJ and those guys doing the unrecorded podcast, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, which, which is again, uh, I mean, it's a blog post really. That's what it bre- breaks down to. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it's the genesis of that blog post is a conversation, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's almost like a meeting, like you could really look at it that way and say, Hey, it's a meeting. But yeah, uh, I think that, that, yeah, I mean, it, there's some really cool ways to do it. And show notes, yeah, that's one way for sure. I think that those, I mean, because most people think of those as like, oh, I have to have them because SEO and all that stuff. But if you do something inventive with them, then that's going to be pretty impressive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, what uh, way I end all the shows, I guess, is asking podcasts and uh, what podcasts you listen to. Um, I don't know if you have your oh, yeah, no, I've got a choice. I, I use my iPhone. Um, I use Downcast. Um, although I am looking forward to seeing what Marco delivers. Uh, I don't know if it's out yet, but no, it was I don't like, think so, yeah. Overcast, I think, is what his is called, right? Or something. Yeah. Um, but I listen. I use Downcast. I did use Instacast for the longest time, but I've got really used to using Downcast now, and I really like it. Um, podcasts I listen to. I used to listen to Here's the Thing a lot, but since it's been canceled. Um, uh, and, then, and then Alec Baldwin's show on, on, on MSNBC or CNBC got canceled too because yeah. he was a jerk. Uh, I really like that show because it was a good dynamic. Um, Are they? Uh, they're just republishing old episodes they're, now. They're right? just yeah, they're just republishing. Because I, I saw I can't remember who it was. It was somebody. I was like, oh great. Uh, inter- oh, it was uh, Lauren Michaels actually. I was like, oh that'll be really interesting. And I was listening to. it. I was like, I've listened to this. Already. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're just rehashing. Yeah, stuff. which is kind of like that's one way I wouldn't try and flip podcasts. Like, yeah, don't. yeah, don't don't. <laughs> I mean, it's you can't, reruns really don't exist in the podcast exactly. world. Considering they can go back and look at the original episode, <laughs> totally. it's not the same. Yeah. Um, that's that's where old media goes. Oh wait, we can just rerun it. Well, yeah, yeah they could rerun it themselves. The listener. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I listen to the Nerdist. Uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast. I love, love Chris Hardwick. I've loved him for a long And he's a productivity nerd too. As my, you know, I mean, he's got a lot of shows going on. Um, podcast One is an interesting podcast network, which is like, it's got like all the celebrity podcasts on it. Like Brett Easton Ellis has a podcast. I don't listen to that one, but I'm a bit of a wrestling fan um, still to this day. I don't pay as much attention to it, but I, I remember the old days. So, nice. uh, so St- Stone Cold Steve Austin has a show. <laughs> That's where hilarious. he where he interviews the wrestlers and other people, but mainly like wrestlers from like when I was growing up and or even when I was a teenager. So he's had like Diamond Dallas Page and Scott Hall. So I listen to those just to hear some of those stories. 
Um, and same with Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho has a podcast. He's a Canadian boy from uh, Winnipeg. Uh, he has a podcast. I listen to that. Other, uh, so I try to listen to podcasts more that are outside of where I spend most of my day because I need that break, right? But I listen to Back to Work with Merlin and, and Dan. Uh, actually, pretty much all the 5x5 five five podcasts. Um, what other ones do I have? Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Michael Hyatt's podcast, I, you know, occasionally uh, we'll throw that on as well. Uh, I think it's called This Is Your Life. Uh, Todd Henry's Accidental Creative is another great one. Um, beyond that, uh, just trying to think if there's any others. Discultured, uh, I still listen to from my buddy Anthony Marco. Uh, he's at anthonymarco.com. He's like the guy who he's a, I've known him for over 20, uh, yeah, about 20 years. My God. Uh, and he's, he's based in Hamilton. He's done so many podcasts. Uh, he still does Discultured. He has like, uh, best episode ever where him and another uh, couple people go on and they talk about their, their, the different TV series. So he, I listen to a lot of his podcasts cause many of them are very short. Um, but that's, that's generally it. Those are the ones that I, that I spend most of my time listening to. Um, cause there's just so many, uh, Tom Merritt, uh, when he was doing uh, his podcasts on Twit, um, I was listening to them like forecast and stuff. Um, but since he's leaving Twit, uh, I don't know. I know he's going to be doing some other stuff, so I might pay more attention to what he's been doing off of Twitter as well. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I've got a fairly strict podcasting <laughs> diet because what will happen is, is I'll, um, is I'll just, you know, during a, you know, when I'm doing the dishes or if I'm on the bus taking a commute downtown or something, that's when I'll throw on a podcast because it's just, it's nice, you know, fodder for, for, uh, for just the ride or whatever. If I really kind of want to just have some time to do that. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, in wrapping up, where can folks, uh, we've sort of covered most of it, I think, but where can folks find you on the, on the internet? What's your online? You can find me, you can find me, (laughs) you can find me at productivityist.com. That's productivityist.com. And uh, also I'm at Mike Vardy on the Twitter and on app.net as well. Nice. And I'm I'm writing in other places too, which is great. So, but if you go to productivityist.com, you'll follow me on Twitter. You'll see all that stuff. So, yeah, Cool. Well, thanks, Mike, for uh, taking time and and uh, patiently, or making your kids wait patiently, I guess, while you <laughs> or no, not so thanks, patiently. <laughs> thanks for having me, and, and and I hope we covered at least a little bit of what you wanted to talk about, and I hope <laughs> and I hope everyone learned something. That's the big thing, That's, either about yeah. about Canada, about you know. Uh, even, you know, uh, mainly about Canada yeah. and you know, that's, that's, that's the goal here. Uh, I think, and just so this l- is show us your mic. I think you've literally changed this week to show us your mic as M I K. Yeah. That's kind of how it works. So show us and a, I thought, a boot your Canadian <laughs> mic. I think it's probably what the subtitle will be. <laughs> but I had a great time. Thanks for having me on. And I'm glad we were able to do this before, uh, before the holiday season really kicks into gear and, and, and enjoy your holiday time. Yeah. Likewise, you too out there and warmer, British Columbia and mm-hmm. uh, my thanks to you folks for listening of course you can follow uh, me on the Twitters at iChris and SSKTN is on Twitter at SSKTN and all over the place you're listening to show me your mic on SSKTN thanks for listening have a great day mm-hmm.